Hi, welcome to Tea Time with the Fellowship, a show where I, Charlie, ask Benji and Max questions I came up with earlier, and we talk about many things. So, to start off, Benji, what is the tea of the day? Well, today we're trying a new tea, different from the past two times. We're trying a green tea that looks kind of green. Not quite green enough to be green, but it's close. Interesting. Thank you, I, Charlie, for introing the show today. Ah, yes. <laughs> I, Charlie, you must refer to me as this. <laughs> do, do we have a oh, brand for this tea? Oh, yes, it's Stash Green Tea. Mm-hmm. Unlike the other time where I got the Lipton Green Tea and everyone else got the Stash Green Tea. So now I get to be with the big boys. I think, I think, I I think Charlie got the Lipton Green Tea week one. No, I, I gave it to Benji. No, you did. I did, in fact, give it to Benji. To be fair, I'd never had the stash green tea, so I wouldn't have known what I was missing. That is fair. Should, right. I, should I do an introduction? My name is Benji. I'm the person talking right now. Hello, I, Max, will be participating in this show. I'm Charlie, and I'm going to leave in three seconds. <laughs> Bye! Good show, guys. <laughs> Where did it know? Perfect show. <laughs> Okay, let's start off with the first question. This takes a bit of role play, a bit of uh, experimentation. True bravery. Uh, oh boy. We may be a bit early for Valentine's Day, but <laughs> the the premise is you got to take another person at the table on a date. You'll role play this out, but it's not going to be a good date. It needs to be the worst date possible. Mm. We'll each get a chance to go around with Benji, of course. Max, sorry, taking his love of his life, Benji, then Benji mm-hmm. taking, dumping Max to take me, then me dumping um, Benji to I take have, Max. But I have such a good plan for Max. We could switch <laughs> it around then, Benji. You seem excited. I, I've, I've been given a inspiration. So, step one, it's got to be really late at night. It's got to be at like 1 a.m. So okay. Max is like very tired. But it has to be in an environment where he can't quite fall asleep, which is a lot because Max can really, he can fall asleep while I'm blasting Doom Eternal just right next to the speakers. He he can fall asleep at band practice. (laughs) So what I gotta do is go to a club with really crazy strobe lights and lasers. I gotta hop him up on caffeine secretly. And it's got to be a club that only serves bread bowls. So he can have as much gluten as possible because he loves eating gluten. (laughs) And it's got to be sugary bread bowls. And then I'm going to have a group. I'm going to hire everyone around us to chew and with their mouth open as loudly as possible. Because Max (laughs) really loves it when people do that. (laughs) And I'll make sure they have, they uh, express very loudly opinions that just directly counter Max's. <laughs> so, you're just creating a, this sounds like not like a bad day. This sounds like an intentionally created torture. That was the goal, no? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Uh, that's okay. So I'm taking Charlotte on a date. Uh, 
I'm gonna take Charlie on a date to the uh, to the Cheeto factory. Oh God, no! But um, there's no free samples. None. None. <laughs> you can look. You can only look. There's no free samples of the Cheeto factory. Are they Cheeto puffs at least? Uh, no, it's every variety of Cheeto. You get you get to watch them make every variety of Cheeto, and you can like. There's even a um a stop at the testing station where you see a bunch of workers like very like. Testing a Cheeto and going, mmm, that's so delicious. And, and we spend, that's where we spend the most of our time oh, during God. the tour. But you get no Cheetos. Maybe he can get a uh, pickle based Cheeto <laughs> since he likes pickles so much. So, you know, the second I step into that Cheeto factory, it doesn't matter if legally I'm not allowed to taste the Cheetos. Of course, as standard for every day to go on, I'll bring my hacksaw and my blowtorch. Well, no, it's, it's like set up to where if you like get near a Cheeto at all, you get shot. <laughs> I'm taking the risk. Between you and the Cheetos is the Berlin Wall made out of transparent aluminum. <laughs> Look, man, you might as well call me, I don't know, the first man to tear down the Berlin Wall, but I'm doing it. I'm tearing down this Cheeto wall. Mr. Gorbachev. I'm taking my blowtorch, my hacksaw, and my... AK-97, which is, will be here soon, and I'm gonna take down this Cheeto barricade. I'm gonna walk up to this so-called Cheeto connoisseur. I mean, if they were a real Cheeto connoisseur, they would have read my book on Cheetos. See, the joke's on you. They were all holograms this whole time. Even the Cheetos? Even the Cheetos. Oh my god. Was... Oh. <laughs> it was all to make you want Cheetos, but you'd, you'd never get them. Not only do I get to try to get Cheetos, I get arrested for, like, committi committing several felonies without oh. the joy of Cheetos. I came up with a really easy way to make it worse. <laughs> Afterwards, you have to go to the DMV. <laughs> I take you on a date to the DMV. It's, it's just a, it's such a, like, oh, oh. <laughs> Before you can leave, the entrance is blocked by a DMV. <laughs> and there's no gift shop, there's the DMV. And they don't tell you what papers you need before you get in line. So you get to the front and they're like, oh no, this is the wrong paperwork. Uh, and I'll be like, hey, can I just fill it out and then just come back to you? No, you gotta wait in line again. I'm really glad that even I've been to a DMV and had to wait despite not having a license or driving a car. If you want, if you want an ID, go to the DMV. you have to go... <laughs> now I get to... Okay, Benji, it's going to start out here. Oh, boy. You'll be awakened at 9.30 a.m. to the sound of trumpets. You'll be escorted uh, to a tank, a t panzer, where we will take you to Not a bad. harbor. Uh, to a harbor where we'll get on an aircraft carrier. Okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so far, it's Benji's dream date, but... This is a mental battle. We get on this aircraft carrier. We keep going. We sail out to sea. Slowly, though, you start noticing things are wrong as we go through. That is not an American soldier. That is a panda. That is not a box of cheese coons. That's just C4. This isn't even a tank. That was a Volkswagen that for some reason was painted green. It was just a beetle with somehow that had treads on it. Like stag beetle. And the biggest thing you realize is during dinner, on the bow of this aircraft carrier, you look down and you realize we're never on an aircraft carrier. We never left the house. <laughs> 
It was all a simulation. It's like and then an you wake M. Up... Night Shyamalan. It's like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and then you wake up again when I'll reveal that I've destroyed every boat and piece of military history and revealed it to you. Is there at least still broccoli? No. Man, that really is <laughs> the worst. A hellscape. That is a cataclysm. The new world you wake up to is tankless, is boatless, is shipless, is trainless, and the worst of all is broccoliless. Everyone drives on cars, even across the ocean. There are ocean roads. There the are ocean roads and ocean cars. I can appreciate that I started with a scenario where I exerted an unfair amount of control on the situation, and each scenario only grew more improbable as we went around <laughs> to the point of just completely eliminating all of the world's armored forces and naval forces and the vegetable of broccoli. <laughs> it's a perfect date for broccoli most is, people. Broccoli becomes an illegal drug. <laughs> Not in Oregon, baby. <laughs> it's legal here. Okay, here we go. Well, okay. Get me that good broccoli, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay, Charlie. Look, man. Sometimes broccoli does things to a man that it really shouldn't. The first time that you eat broccoli is a rite of passage. You go from man to man squared. I knew what was gonna happen. You entered the voice. <laughs> if I if I did have to go and make Charlie's date bad, I'll, I'll give everyone. If you're in this situation and you want to do this, show up late. <laughs> Yeah, that'd fuck with me. Okay. <laughs> so, here we go. You're trying to write fan fiction. B but, okay. you're trying to write the worst fan fiction you can. And like, not ironic bad, but like, you're trying to make it... bad. So you need to tell me the series that this fan fiction is based on, and what happens in this fan fiction so of yours. am I trying to, like, write... The thing that would piss off the most people, or like, what's the goal here? Uh, you could interpret it as you want. It just okay. needs to be real bad fan fiction. Can we insert o original characters or other people, other characters, or does it have to be in universe? You could do whatever you want, man. This is your fiction, you know, your fan fiction. <laughs> the first thing to my mind was to just write a um, a Harry X Ron Harry Potter fan fiction. Because I don't think that's a popular pairing. <laughs> I feel like that's been done. Well, it hasn't been done, but I, I feel like that's a very unpopular pairing. Okay, so you're choosing Harry Potter now. You gotta take us through the romantic oh story. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ron's got freckles, right? I think he does. Yeah, so he gets cursed and his freckles come alive. And they they start, like, attacking people and raiding harbors. It's pirates. <laughs> And so Harry and Ron got to team up to uh, destroy his freckles and reintegrate them into Ron uh, onto space. Um, and he's got a lot of freckles, so there's a lot of pirates. <laughs> so uh, at what point during the story do Ron and Harry realize that they love each other? Um, let me think. Uh, I think it's around the 15th freckle. All right. So you covered. Is this an adventure though? Like yeah, yeah, it's an adventure. It's got it's like over a hundred chapters, and each chapter is you get, you get a, a freckle back. So Ron it's like a monster of the week, but it's freckle of the so week. So Ron goes to Harry and he says, "Okay, Harry, my freckles have come alive and become pirates in the Mediterranean Sea. 
Me and you, we gotta go. Then Harry says, Oh, yeah, we're gonna go get your freckles. I don't think either of them speak like that. Well, because <laughs> it's in the boys' love genre, which one of them becomes pregnant? Is that a... Is that a okay, gotta walk us through that statement. <laughs> okay, quick. apparently, in the BL genre, right, two pretty boys, it's very common for one of the characters to somehow become pregnant. So I'm curious, in the relationship of Harry and Ron, which one of them is... Harry. <laughs> Does Hermione at some point come in and she's like, Ron, why no, did you dude, leave me? Hermione doesn't exist in this universe. It's just Harry and, and Ron and Ron's freckles. They yep. have... <laughs> and also pirate-based magic. So, so there's not even, like, Hogwarts in this. It's no. just, like, the characters in some random universe yeah. where there's freckle magic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Benji, what is your... What's your... What is your fan fiction? Okay, my... The first thing that popped into this mo- my mind was Ron Swanson and Steven <laughs> Universe. <laughs> it's come from the but... TV shows Parks and Recreation and... Nah, dude, it comes from uh, it comes from uh, Gem Beach. That's what the show's called, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gems on Beach. <laughs> Gem Beach. But then I was thinking, what if we take the giant oct- oct- octahedron from Evangelion, Romeo, and I pair that with Yendo from the same show, the guy in charge of eliminating the angels is it a forbidden relationship yeah forbidden romance and then and then he, he Ramiel would become Shinji's stepmom and so whenever he came home from school like Ramiel would be there with like an apron draped on it somehow smaller small enough to st- fit in Misato's apartment which he would still live in somehow and then Pen Pen and Ramiel, Pen Pen the penguin, and this shrunk down enormous alien enemy octahedron can have like a side thing that's like a, a subplot. And, and the culmination of this is you can have a showdown between Gendo and Pen Pen. So it's a love triangle between a, a penguin, an octahedron alien world destroyer, and a man wearing glasses. Gendo who is has, more has problems than a man with his wearing son. glasses. Who, oh, thank who, you. Who, like, abandoned his son. Thank you. Yes. Alright, I'm in. <laughs> I'm getting vibes of, like, um... Which, oh, I just had it the tip of my mouth, tongue, whatever that phrase the is. tip of your nose. The tip of my nose is where it... I don't know. But <laughs> That's where your thoughts rest. That's where my thoughts rest, the tip of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like one of those sitcoms. I imagine it starts with an opening of Shinji knocking on the apartment, coming in, and he's like, Mom, I'm home. And then Rami Chan floats over in like the apron with the blushing cheeks, and like just above her, no arms hovering, like, I don't know, a bowl of soup or something. And she just makes Rami Chan noises. Like, and then after that happens. The laugh track plays because the audience understood yeah. in the studio, but you can't. <laughs> it's incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, it's just Shinji going like, ha 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 ha. It's pretty funny, mom. It's pretty funny, mom. Does Romeo wear makeup? 
Is there like like on one of the faces? Is there like like a human face drawn on there using makeup? No, I think the direction it is facing is just implied by the apron. <laughs> Maybe it wears extra blue somehow. It makes extra itself blue. more blue. Yeah, like blue foundation. There's a scene of Rami Chan waking up, hovering over to the restroom, then like floating makeup, but Rami Chan looks exactly the same afterwards. <laughs> It's just blue spray paint. Imagine Gendo then coming home from work with a briefcase, but in the same suit. And he's like, oh, darling. And then... They're still living in Misato's apartment, but also (laughs) Gendo is there. And he's reading the morning paper. And then Rami-chan uses its giant laser to engrave a picture on the pancakes (laughs) that they're eating for breakfast. Like a heart or something. I feel like... um, Masato would still be there, and every once in a while would make some, like, weird joke like, What are you all still doing in my house? No, seriously. What are you all doing here? And then the audience goes, ha, 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 ha. This sounds like, uh, I could picture this one actually existing. This this does not seem outside the realm of possibility for a fan fiction. I could imagine this just happening, like, in somewhere in Evangelion, like, shoving it in. It's like a weird fever dream or something <laughs> this is the fever dream episode where gendo and ramiel have a relationship in sato's <laughs> apartment <laughs> okay let's see it just it's a queen bed and it's like gendo and then there's a giant lump next to him in the covers because it's just a large geometric object <laughs> she doesn't need to bring their own dice to D because you just roll around each <laughs> on the table Alright, what about you, Charlie? So, mine is Firestar from the Warriors Cats Kids Theory combined with Master Chief. Oh no! (laughs) So basically, it starts like this. You start with Firestar waking up in his den, saying hi to the cats all around. Then he says, I'm gonna go for a walk. And then, you know, he goes for a walk, walking through the forest. Then he finds this giant bomb with these spikes on it like was in Halo 2 that Master Chief launched and he starts sniffing it and he's like what is this is this a trap and then Master Chief comes out and says cat what are you doing here and then of course because Master Chief speaks cat and vice versa Firestar goes like how you doing there then Master Chief says get on then he'll take out his like gun and then Firestar would jump on his shoulder but the moment he does, Cortana leaps out and implants himself into Firestar, which gives him floating cat magic. So he starts floating around with Master Chief, and he has, like, floating laser guns. And they just it's basically just Halo, like, 3 or something, except the Arbiter, you have a floating cat that, like, speaks to you telepathically, and it's also Cortana. Is, is speaking cat just inserting a lot of cat, sp- cat puns into your speech? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, Master Chief's like, Let's meet over there, or like just random throwing a meow, <laughs> or like meet over there. <laughs> Some you could speak Russian to a cat too, of course, but like Master Chief doesn't know Russian. I, I am now imagining a cat floating up to Master Chief and going, "Cheeky breeky." <laughs> yeah, fire, fire star. The cat gets a Russian hat, and he's just floating around like shooting aliens. Like, <laughs> I, I would like to point out. That none of us involved a real girl in any of our things. <laughs> I, I would like for the audience to note 
That is not in indicative of anything. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> what do you mean Cortana's there? Cortana it's is not a real girl. Ramiel's a she, she is, uh, Cortana is a VTuber. She's literally based off <laughs> Cortana of, is a V. She's literally based off of Dr. Halsey, man, you know? Oh my gosh, stop. Just like how VTubers are based off of anime girls that exist in real life. It's true. Thank you for clarifying that. That's the truth. Well, I guess we get to go on to a foodtastic question now. Oh, baby. Some would ask where's the lamb sauce when they hear it but here we go <laughs> some would ask where is the lamb sauce well here it is oh okay so you want to make a new gordon ramsay restaurant of course with several michelin stars of course so however every new dish at this restaurant has to can contain a common ingredient this could be eggs or something but like every you can't do salt you can't do basic ingredients and like more points for the furthest out ingredient you can you can like put into everything. Is this? It has to be included in the dish. Every in dish. Every dish, including the drinks. Okay. Including the drinks. And desserts. Everything. And desserts. All right. So. My, so you also should have a theme for this restaurant. Like, how do you portray this theme? Where is it? You choose your city. So, what is this restaurant? What do you cook? And of what is your ingredient? And how do you pitch this to Gordon Ramsay? Okay, so it's in Philadelphia, right? Solid. <laughs> it's in Philadelphia. It's a it's a um, it's a King DDD themed restaurant, <laughs> especially around the Gordo. Okay, and the, the ingredient... Gordo, as in the giant metal spiked ball yes. that in Smash you yes. can launch out. And the ingredient is the durian. The... Ooh. Right, and and it's just it's used in every Sorry, dish. Sorry, what's a durian? It is a fruit. I know it's found in parts of Asia commonly. It smells really bad. I've never eaten one. I don't recall eating one at least, but it smells kind of like poop. Okay, got it. It's a durian. That's the ingredient, right? And you can have like durian juice as a drink. You know, dur durian, like, you know, fruit alcohol, dur durian, right? And so you've got like because it's a fruit you've got all these options and also it looks kind of like a gordo <laughs> but how do you pitch this to gordon ramsay oh so it's visually themed after looking like a gordo the main yeah. dishes yeah all the dishes are like themed around king ddd and gordo like here i'll be i'll be gordon ramsay for this scenario pitch it to me okay mr ramsay i've got an awesome idea for a new restaurant I think you'll love it. So, so what we're gonna, what you, what you need is you need to start importing a large amount of durians into Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania. Uh, you mean the fruit that smells like poop? Yes. It's uh, I, I've got this great themed restaurant idea, and it doesn't like we'll we'll use Febreze or some shit, right? Okay, so it it's it. It looks like, are you familiar with King DDD from the Kirby games? Of course, part of every culinary training is knowing all the Disney characters. That, you know, I, that's, I don't think that Kirby's not Disney, nor is King DDD. I know more than you, bub. No, you don't. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, King DDD is not a Disney character. We get, let we gotta hammer this out first. This is not a spawn. Okay, okay, this is not sponsored. No, this going. is not sponsored by Disney. Gordon Ramsay. Keep, keep going. I, okay, I'm a busy okay. Man. So we're gonna we're gonna theme it off of King DDD, 
and the spiked balls he throws called Gordos. And because a durian is a spiky, spiky ball, and so is a Gordo. And so every dish is made using durians. You know, you sold me. We'll get three Michelin stars to start. I just got to call up the tire center. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a is that resource the, Is that the expression, use. you sold me? Is it? You sold me on the idea, or something like that. Yeah. My first thought was you captured Gordon Ramsay and sold him, like, illegally. At Denny's. To okay. Denny's, where they buy and sell people, apparently. Okay, Benji. What's your restaurant? I'm torn. I like the idea of picking something that can be fermented into alcohol. However, I I appreciate geometry, and there's nothing more perfect than a sphere. So we're gonna have to go with the spicy meatball. I know I know it's not a single ingredient, but all we will do is spicy meatballs. Like for the drinks too, it's just like you take a spicy meatball, then squeeze it into like the juices into a cup. It's not even squeezed. It's just a few stacked in a cup. You can get them on a skewer. You can get them in a bread bowl, but the bread bowl is just other meatballs glued together in a bowl <laughs> so shape. So it's not even a bread. You can get them any way you want it. I, I think it's a good plan. But to be honest, I don't even think you need to do the sell to Gordon Ramsay. I feel like he's already working on this. You tell him, and he just says, "Dude, I'm working on this already. You're my lead man." Where is it? Where, Where is this restaurant? It's got to be located deep in a in a cave that you can wander into accidentally. <laughs> so and then there has to be a full staff, but all the tables are unoccupied. And you walk in and everyone smiles and welcomes you. I'm assuming this is like an interdimensional cave. Where it, it's not a certain cave you need to go into. Like any adventure. Like you could be up in the Himalayas or like down to the Amazons. Or in Wisconsin. Or in Wisconsin, of course. It, Particularly Wisconsin. You can wander in this cave. Any cavernous entrance, any entrance to a ravine, any hole in the ground, or any doorway in Wisconsin has a 7% chance of letting you into this meatball restaurant. So is it But like if you tell anyone about it, who you have told, and you yourself will never be able to go there again. It's like Narnia. Basically. It's so, <laughs> like, can you lead a person there? No, man. You can, you can lead a person there, but if you try and expose it, and it's up to the meatball gods whether or not you are worthy, but you'll know. You'll wake up one day, and there'll be half of a meatball on next to you in the bed, <laughs> and you'll be like, I've been rejected. It's like from... a horse head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a horse head made out of meatballs. Yeah, it's all glued together. Yeah. <laughs> the meatballs can be of different sizes, so you can have, you can get really creative with them. Is the like, uh, is like the head chef just a large meatball? The head chef is a, they actually have a industrial machine that shoots them out one at a time, like into a big basket. That's pretty solid, like. There's huge this meatball factory is just attached. There's just all these chefs. Is there like a like a meatball like conveyor belt you can wash them like a Krispy Kreme? Yeah, it's it's exactly like the Krispy Kreme. I like to think there's a meatball like in Willy Wonka, 
the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka has his chocolate river. I like to think there's a meat river that the meat is turned into meatballs. It's just a bunch of meatballs flowing. <laughs> and you can get on a boat that's just made out of meatballs glued together. And then you have like, uh, in one of our series, we have a meatball man with arms and legs. What? And I imagine these are the Oompa Loompas going Oompa Loompa Meatball we are in this. But the head of the operation is Gordon Ramsay. However, Gordon Ramsay himself is a flesh mech piloted by the primordial meatball. Or it's just Gordon uh. Ramsay, but his eyes are meatballs. Well, all the meatballs are just clones of the primordial meatball. You know, meatballs are pretty, like, fragile, and we're talking about, like, making boats out of meatballs. <laughs> well, we, we're, t we're talking advanced meatball meatballs made directly from the primordial so, meatball, not yeah. cheap imitations of just ground meat made into a I mean, meatball was form. before meat. Alright, this is, uh, <laughs> I guess I get to go. Yeah, so we have one, like, weird joke one, a terrifying <laughs> eldritch horror... What are you going to give us, Charlie? Oh, the Eldritch Horror sounds fun Does to me. Does it involve another. Cheetos? No, not this time. <laughs> I've lost appetite for all things cheesy and toe-like. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts, Charlie. <laughs> so, first I got to choose an ingredient. It should be exotic, strange, interesting. I'm going to choose turkey. So, every, every dish... Will involve a whole turkey. Oh, a whole an turkey. An entire turkey. An entire turkey. Is it even cooked or is it just like a dead turkey? Well, it depends on what you order. I mean, <laughs> you do need to pay extra for cooking, of course. So, can you order just like a dead turkey in like a soup, in like tomato soup? Is the appetizer yeah. they put a put a, a shotgun on your table and they release a turkey into the it's restaurant? It's actually fried turkey feathers. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, like chips? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So to start with, okay, this restaurant is going to be, of course, in the heart of America. Where's the heart? On the East Coast, like Pennsylvania area, just in the smack dab middle of either Upper, upper State New York or Pennsylvania. And all, in like a mile radius around this restaurant, it's always fall. Always. It doesn't matter the season. It's always fall, slightly overcast. And leaves falling down. You drive up here, and like um. You just name like three separate jazz standards. <laughs> just the titles. You go there, and like, just it looks like a giant log cabin. It's like some stone. It's real nice along a river, and everyone there, all the waiters, are dressed as pilgrims. Like you know the hats. And they bring you there. The hats with the belt on them for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And the logo of the restaurant is, it may not be Thanksgiving, but here, it always is. So you go in. Oh my god. You know, so you go in, you sit down at your log table, giant roaring fire. And that's where you get started. You're, you can start with your gravy. They don't give you water pitchers, they give you gravy pitchers, your turkey gravy. Then you can get your fried feathers to start off with. You could get your emulsified turkey instead of uh, mashed potatoes, of course, with your turkey graver over it. You could get your, um... Uh, all the plates look are turkey-shaped. 
all the napkins like are also turkey shaped, and all the tables are just these wooden large are we, redwood are we trees. Silhouette from the side of a live turkey. Silhouette side of silhouette of a live turkey from the side. Oh, so a nice asymmetrical plate with a weird neck part that's yeah. useless. Then <laughs> there's um the tables are all like taken from a giant redwood tree, and then they're carved in the shape of the same shape of the turkey. Too. Oh man. All of these tables. And then Not the Redwoods. Gordon Ramsay actually lives here because that was part of our deal. So he shows up and he says, Welcome to Oh, it doesn't He have shows a name. up as in he comes downstairs. Yeah. He comes <laughs> downstairs. He lives above the... Yeah. But he's always wearing a giant turkey costume. Cause he's that fond of turkeys. And he serves you individually. And that's why you get that's why he gets five Michelin stars. And that's my concept. I of course uh, tell him this idea by kidnapping him and taking him to this restaurant already built and he just can't leave. <laughs> so Gordon Ramsay didn't make this restaurant. It was already it already existed and kidnapped Gordon Ramsay and holds him Have hostage. Have you put a magic barrier or some something similar to prevent him from leaving well, I made the him restaurant? Well, ma- I made him make a soul contract with the Grand Turkey. <laughs> so essentially, he has to work there for 20 years and in exchange he gets even stronger cooking powers. I feel like mine was the only normal thing, <laughs> and it was a King DDD restaurant yeah. based entirely around the durian, but it was the most normal out if of these If we've established three. anything, it's that the first person who goes is going to have the most normal one, and it's just going <laughs> to get weirder. <laughs> you got to, like, you know, one-up it. So, uh, thank you all for watching. Unfortunately, that was our last question. We're about at time. I hope you enjoyed the video. Yes, this is a video, of course, as you <laughs> could tell by the Rolling Bean sound. Uh, if you want to catch more of us parsimonious fellows, you could catch us on either YouTube, just type in parsimonious fellowship, or on Twitch, also type in parsimonious fellowship. Uh, we stream on Saturdays and upload daily vids of whatever we're doing at the time you're listening to this. But you'll never catch me. I'm too fast. Max is too fast. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're using, and these should be uploaded every Sunday. Oh, and if you're interested, we have other content like streams and Let's Plays if you can't get enough of our extraordinary intellect here. <laughs> Some say our IQs combined is at least three. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's two. One of us is, doesn't have a single <laughs> IQ point. I'm telling we, you, man. We didn't know how to get from get to the test. <laughs> we wrote our name wrong, so it's just a zero. <laughs> well, catch y'all later. <laughs>